What's up everyone? This is Mayowa, your host, and you are listening to the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. More people than ever are building cool stuffs online from the scratch, solving problems and making a lot of money in the process. And on this show, I sit down with these amazing six-figure entrepreneurs to share their entrepreneurial journeys, the ideas, the opportunities, the strategy they are taking advantage of so the rest of us can do the same. And now, let's get the show started. On this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast, I've got another amazing and super excited uh, to talk with me, uh, entrepreneur, on this uh, episode. And before we get started, just like we always try to do, I'll pass the mic to my guest right now. She will tell us about herself, uh, her business, and uh, what she's up to. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Mayowa. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. So I am Kristen Noel. I have a digital marketing company called KN Digital Marketing, and I am a copywriter and sales funnel strategist by trade. I specialize in helping women experts like service providers, coaches, and consultants who struggle with feeling overwhelmed with marketing. And what I do is I come in and help you master your message so you feel less overwhelmed about what you're communicating to the world and more on track and aligned to work with your ideal clients. So I help you put systems and strategies in place to sell your high earning offers with more alignment and more ease. Okay, uh, welcome to the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast, Christine, and I believe this episode will be of uh, value to our listeners, uh, and you also have a good time as well. Thank you, I agree. I, I know this is going to be a good time. All Thank right, so uh, to get the show rolling, I w- always like to start with story because we like stories a lot on this uh, podcast, and we like to know how you got started as an entrepreneur. Just give us a walkthrough of how you got started with all this entrepreneurial stuff and how has the journey been for you? Absolutely. Okay, so where I'm from here in America is just outside of Washington, D.C. And I'm from a predominantly African-American county where they say it's one of the most successful um, Black counties for Black Americans. And the thing is, I grew up thinking that the pinnacle of success was working for the government. So Um, Here, you know, just outside of DC, there's a lot of people that obviously work for the government and where the county that I'm from, a lot of black people found success working either for the government or in government contracting. And you know, like that is just what you saw as success. And so I kind of always knew that I had a different path for myself. Um, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I knew I wanted to be a business owner. I just didn't know what type of business. So I studied business. I made up companies in my head as a kid, but I just didn't really know what direction to go in. And I didn't have a lot of like, you know, entrepreneurial role models. Um, And I found myself getting a government job. And so, you know, on the outside looking in, it was like, okay, you go girl, like you better stay in that job. You better, you know, like collect your benefits, retire there, all this stuff. And For me, it was just completely boring. It was really dry. And I showed up to work every day just wishing that I could escape the office. Um, It was great. It was like uninteresting, uninspiring. But that was where, you know, you should be if you wanted security and if you wanted a steady job and a steady income. Um, But for me, it was just not what I wanted. So my mind was always exploring. I was looking up blogs. I was reading about travelers and bloggers and all this stuff. And then I came across online entrepreneurship. I saw how you could learn all these skills and you could offer services and you didn't need to be attached to one location. And for me, I am an explorer at heart. I'm not meant to just stay in one place for too long. So I was just like, oh, all of these people are working online. They're traveling, they're seeing the world and they're doing so from their laptop. And they don't have to be stuck in this gray office with these fluorescent lights. So for me, I decided to kind of pursue that dream. And I decided to leave my good cushy government job. I moved across the country to LA 
Um, I didn't, I probably had about $600 to my name and I couch surfed on my friend's apartment for my friend's couch for a while um, and just figured it out. And I got a couple jobs and I just dove more into the whole world of online entrepreneurship. Um, at the time I had started a store online with my mom, we made jewelry and I got my first taste of business that way. Um, so this was back in about 2012 or so. I was learning how to build websites for the for the store that we had. I was learning how to do the social media. Um, I was even working with influencers before influencer marketing was really a thing online. And for me, that really taught me a lot. Like, wow, I could be anywhere. Like I'm in California right now and my mom is in Maryland with these products. And um, I can build this website. I can put up, um, I can create email campaigns, I can do this Instagram page, I can contact influencers from all over the country, and I can be anywhere. So for me, that gave me the first taste of online entrepreneurship. And from there, it just grew. So that's really how I got into um, owning and starting my own business online. Okay, all right. Uh, you know, one thing that really, uh, caught my attention in your story is the fact that we almost have a similar background because uh, the only difference is I don't have a government job. It was a private firm. And, you know, I've read stories about people who are living that uh, lifestyle, uh, lifestyle, uh, you know, that entrepreneurial lifestyle, yeah. that laptop lifestyle. And uh, it keep interesting me. And I was like, you know what? If these people can do it, I think I would love to do the same. And I just mm -hmm. left my job uh, without having any backup and trying to figure <laughs> everything out. So uh, it just remind me of how things are then. And the reason why I left that job and uh, I started uh, on the on this part of entrepreneurship. So, uh, Christine, you've talked about your journey and we've understand where you are coming from. So, right now, what is the structure of your business and uh, revenue-wise, what is your figure for 2022? Yes. Okay. So, I will be completely transparent. I um, am just um, kind of wrapping up a really big client that I had, I was working as a contract. So speaking of the government, I was actually working on a government contract and that was actually a six figure client of mine. Um, but now I'm wrapping that up and I'm moving more back towards working with my own, um, private clients. And so right now I'm transitioning. So that was, um, six figures plus I had other clients on the side and now I'm completely jumping back into you know working with small business owners and their teams um and working on you know my current goal right now is to get to um the 15k a month mark working with those specific type of clients and I still want to take on larger contracts um similar to the one that I um just wrapped up but just being a little bit more strategic in terms of um, what type of companies, what type of client contracts, because when you work with certain clients, um, they can really take up a lot of your time and energy. And I still want to make sure I reserve enough of my capacity to serve the, the type of small business owners that I really am passionate about serving and that I get a lot of fulfillment and joy from serving. So what I'm working on now is really just balancing that time and energy and figuring out how to focus on two different client groups um, to continue, you know, meeting and exceeding my revenue goals and my lifestyle goals. Okay. All right. So uh, let's talk about the lessons you've picked along uh, in your entrepreneurial journey. You know, you've uh, come a long way, you've, uh, you started somewhere and you are at one level right now. So what is the best lesson that you have picked up along your entrepreneurial journey? Um, the best lesson for me is, has been to know yourself. Just know yourself and get to know yourself well. It's a lesson that does not go out of style. It's, it's never too cliche to, to really get to know yourself and trust your intuition and learning who you are. Um, and to take risks. And so for me, like, I found myself before wanting to follow other people's paths of success or feeling like, oh, I should just do what somebody else does because they got successful from it or they got a lot of money or 
they got to travel to this many countries. But for me, sometimes I found that I was doing things that I didn't really enjoy. Or when I was living a certain um, lifestyle of like traveling so much, for me, that was exhausting. I didn't want to see like 12 different countries in one month. I didn't want to do specific types of businesses anymore. And I've tried a lot of different things. Um, and so the good thing about that was I did get to know myself a little bit more and what I really want. Um, and I would say the lesson there is just like trust that inner voice that you have and in order to really hone in on that voice, you have to listen. Sometimes you just have to be still. Um, for me, I write a lot. I journal consistently. I've been journaling for the past five to seven years, actually since I was a, a little girl, really. Um, and journaling has really opened up my mind to who I really am. Like, what are those thoughts that I consistently go back to? If I flip back the pages in my journal, what am I realizing that I'm saying over and over again? Um, so I would say that's definitely the biggest lesson is get to know yourself, understand who you really are and what you really want, and try not to be too influenced by what you might see somebody else doing. Um, until you really decide if that path is truly for you. Okay, thanks so much for those uh, lessons. And uh, right now, I like to put you on the spot, just like I always like to do for all my guests. Uh, you are a specialist in what you do. And for our listeners out there, uh, some people out there can uh, be in that place today where they are not clear on their message or what they have to offer as an entrepreneur. And this is a very, very deadly, uh, this has a very deadly uh, result uh, for entrepreneurs either because personally, I was at a point in my business when I just knew that I want to make money, but I'm not really clear about what I want to offer and what's the, uh, the message I want to put out there. And I, things only got uh, started working well when I actually figured out. So for people who are listening to us who are entrepreneurs, maybe they have started or they are just uh, on the uh, on the verge of building their business to that six-figure level. So what can you give us a five-minute masterclass on how to master uh, your message and get clarity on what you have to offer as an entrepreneur? Absolutely. Okay, so I, I tend to work with, like I said, a lot of women, um, ex industry experts and coaches or online service providers who kind of struggle with like having a lot to offer and a lot to say, but they don't know how to say it in a way that actually gets strangers online to take notice, to pay attention, and to actually become clients. Um, and so that's also something that I've struggled with. It's an ongoing struggle for so many people in the online world, and I know how it goes. Um, so for me, I have like five steps that I share in order to help people master their message and start attracting more of their premium, you know, their ideal premium clients with a service that they feel is really aligned with their purpose. Um, and so those five steps are for number one, Nail your niche. Nail your niche, or in other words, speak directly to your specific audience and really make sure you are hitting that nail on the head in a way that when they see your messaging, when they read your messaging, or when they are listening to your videos or your podcast, they understand that you are speaking directly to them. And that takes clarity and it takes decision making. So make sure that you decide who you want to speak to at any given moment. That's not to say that you can only serve one type of person or one type of audience for the rest of your business or your whole career, but you just have to know that at any specific time, wherever you are positioned, you should be speaking to one specific person, one specific audience. And I call that nailing your niche because it's about being very clear about who your niche is at, at that given time. So what are some of those things that unify your audience? Is it a set of demographics or is it a mindset? That's even better when it's a mindset. Is it their goals? You want to speak directly to your audience's specific struggles, the questions that they have and the overwhelming thing that they're trying to overcome. And 
when you get really clear on like who that one person is on any given time, you can speak in a way that you're like getting into their brain. You know, you're kind of like doing psychology work um, and in order to, to nail your niche or to be very direct about who you're talking to, you just got to talk to them, have conversations, get to know them, get to know what makes them tick. So that's my first tip is to speak directly to your specific audience or in other words, nail your niche. And the second tip is to show empathy. Number two is to show empathy. And especially for people who are, um, who people feel like they want to be more soulful, they don't want to come across as robotic or salesy, you have to show empathy. And what I mean by that is sometimes putting yourself in your client's shoes or demonstrate that you understand what your person is going through, who, what is their struggle, what are they dealing with, and not just on a surface level. Making sure that you understand how their problem affects either their life, um, how they interact with their, their loved ones, how they approach their work, um, how, how it affects their finances, and their inner, their really deep feelings sometimes. Like, do they feel shameful around this, around this problem that they're having? Do they feel embarrassed for any way? Um, do they feel like resentful for any reason? You want to really be able to understand the, the deeper emotions and feelings behind like the surface level struggle that your ideal client is having and show empathy for it. And one of the ways that you can show empathy is really simple. You can just say, listen, I've been there or listen, my client has also dealt with this. My client Anna has also did, dealt with this and this is how she overcame it. So just demonstrate that by telling stories, putting yourself in your audience's shoes or letting them know that you've worked with other people just like them. So let them know that they're not alone and they should be able to kind of listen to your message and say, oh yes, that's exactly what I'm dealing with and she understands. So you wanna create a safe space for them to not feel ashamed of their struggles because essentially all you're helping somebody do to do is overcome a struggle, overcome a problem. And this is probably a problem that is um, really impacting their life. So sh show some empathy and that can go a long way in attracting your audience. Number three, paint the dream. So the third tip is to paint the dream. And what I mean by that is you want to paint the picture of what their life will look like after working with you. So if you offer a service that helps them transform their business, transform their life, transform their family, transform their relationships, um, transforms their finances, what does that look like for them? So if you're a financial coach, for example, and you are helping somebody overcome debt, um, build lifestyle freedom, and create retirement uh, savings and investments, like understand you're opening up so many avenues and pathways for them to get out of those financial challenges. And that's just an example of like, you have to really know who your, who your ideal client is to understand what it is that they want out of life. And then you got to paint that picture for them and make it vivid. So paint the dream, make sure you are really clear about what it looks like for your client um, before working with you and after working with you and implementing those shifts in their life, their business, their relationship, their finances, their whatever the case may be, whatever you're helping them achieve, make sure you understand what it looks like. What is that dream ideal situation that they're going to be able to achieve after just taking steps to improve their life, taking the steps that you help them achieve. So what happens after they do the work following your methods? How does that situation turn around? What feelings are they now experiencing? So be able to paint the dream and make it really clear so they can visualize themselves living this new life. So the fourth tip is to simplify your service. And this is probably probably the hardest one for me in the past because there's so much you can do, right? There's so much you can offer. There's so much you can share and put out into the world. And sometimes it can be hard to figure out like, what exactly should I be offering? Um, 
sometimes we say yes, like, oh, you, you need this. Okay. You need that. Okay. You need a website. You need SEO. You need Instagram services. <laughs> and you say yes to everything sometimes. Um, but honestly, it's easier on you and it's easier on your business when you can simplify and stop offering everything. Stop trying to fit a million and one things into your packages and really get clear on what is the best way that you can serve your client that works for you and them? Have clear, simple ways of serving them. And what I mean by that is not, doesn't necessarily mean just have one service. Although I do think you should have one main signature service, but maybe just a few, you know, maybe two to four very clear services that you offer. It's a standard process. Um, or in other words, it's kind of like you productized your service. So you no longer have like a full menu that you offer, but you have, you know, a few key things that you offer. So you have a package that covers everything that your client needs to get to their next immediate level. Within that service package, you might just outline the next four or five steps that they need to take um, with your help to get to their next goal. And then you rinse, repeat, and tweak that, that service as needed. Um, and then you might have, you know, one, a next level up service or an add-on, for example. But the idea here is to simplify wherever possible. Again, do not try to add in the whole kitchen sink. Do not try to offer 50, 11 different things. But um, really, it's going to be a lot easier on you to deliver and promote like one to three core offers that you are really, really excellent at. And then so the last tip, number five, is to systemize. Systemize, systemize, systemize. And what I mean by that is to create repeatable processes around what it is that you are doing to grow and operate your business. Systemize. This will help you save time because you really shouldn't be like working from scratch, like on everything that you do all the time. This will help you maintain consistency because sometimes like, I know I've dealt with this before where I might just like wake up on a Monday and post something on Instagram and then do some client work and then go back to Instagram. And then on Tuesday, I might post on LinkedIn at whatever time. And it was just a mess. So if you have some type of systems around what you're doing to go out and attract new um, new clients, what you're doing to serve your existing clients and what you're doing to consistently share your message. Um, it just makes for an easier business and an easier life. So you want to put systems and processes in place. Um, one of the systems that works really well for me is to have like a batched time calendar. So I typically do the same activities um, every single week, like the same activities that I do on Monday afternoon. I continue to do them, you know, on an ongoing basis on Monday afternoon. And I do certain things on Tuesday mornings that I do only on Tuesday mornings. Um, and so that would just make your life a lot easier. And you just follow systems. You follow the steps that you have outlined for your process so that you're not just kind of doing everything from scratch. So for example, if you are going to um, create a new email sequence, you wanna have a standardized process that you use to create those email sequences. Who's doing it? You know, Who is drafting it? Who is proofreading it? Who's editing it? Who's publishing it? Who's adding pictures? who is setting it up in your email service provider. You want to have all these steps outlined so that it's kind of rinse and repeat so that stuff like that is rinse and repeat and that you are saving your brain power on the things that you are actually really, really good at, the things that you really, really love to do, like changing your clients' lives. So create systems. And another great system that I like is um, repurposing content, you know, having systems to repurpose content. So I might have a blog post and my system will be, here's how we convert this into a email newsletter. Here's how we repurpose this as a LinkedIn post. Here's how we repurpose this into a Twitter thread. And you wanna have that documented so that your team understands exactly what to do every time you publish content and every time you are going to create um, or every time you're going to execute on your marketing strategy. So again, that tip was to systemize, 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 
or in other words, to create repeatable processes around what you're doing to grow and operate your business so that it makes your team's lives easier and your life more fulfilling. And those are my five, five tips to clarify your message and begin attracting more of your ideal clients in a way that is more fulfilling and less overwhelming. Okay. Ah, wow. <laughs> I have to take my time to uh, to have a, a lot of notes down so that uh, I myself I'll be able to learn from what you as uh, you've said. And listeners out there, I believe you will have learned a lot from the five tips that Kristen just gave to us. And as a recap of what uh, she has mentioned, uh, one is nail your niche, speak to a specific audience and decide on who you want to speak to. The second uh, point is uh, show empathy, put yourself in your client's shoe and understand that their struggle is, understand what their struggle is and how their problem affect their life. This will help you to connect more with your audience. Uh, the third tip is paint the dream, show them the picture of what life will look like after working with you and the fourth uh, point is simplify uh, your service for them make the process of working uh, with them uh, to be very simple as possible and have a clear a simple way that you can uh, give to them to serve them and the last uh, but not the least is systemize create repeatable systems around what you do and how you serve your client. This will help you save time and optimize your output. Wow, that's a lot. And uh, thank you so much, Christine, for giving us uh, those value bombs. So uh, briefly, can I ask you, okay, everything that you have talked about, how do you work with entrepreneurs out there listening to us? Probably someone is listening and would like to work with you. How do you work with entrepreneurs uh, to achieve all these five uh, tips that you just gave us? Yes. Okay. So I typically work with entrepreneurs in two ways. In one container is a done for you service where I am a copywriter. So I will copyright your sales sequences. Um, so for example, if you're launching a, a new offer, a new um, premium service or coaching program, I will help you launch that service by being your copywriter. So I can copyright your sales page, I can copyright your email campaigns, or I can copyright um, social media copy, for example, all in order to help you um, achieve your sales goals for whatever program that you're launching. And the second way that I help entrepreneurs is by being your marketing coach. So I work with you over a series of um, three months where I work with you and or your team to create these marketing systems and strategies that you can implement to begin attracting more of your ideal sales on autopilot. So I help you launch new programs like coaching programs or courses or um, done, other done for you services that you're offering your audience by making sure that your marketing team is trained on how to build their funnels, how to um, write messaging in a way that really attracts your audience, and just how to put the systems in place for your marketing outreach and um, all of the messaging that you're doing so that it makes sense and so that it attracts customers. So those are the two ways that I typically work um, in that, that marketing coaching program. It's called Systemize Your Sales. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for that. Our listeners out there, a link to where you can uh, reach Christine uh, will be put in the show notes for this episode. Just head straight to www.thesixfigureentrepreneur and just search for Christine in the search bar there and the show notes for this episode will pop right up. So uh, Christine, let's talk about your business. Uh, what is working for you uh, in terms of client acquisition and uh, how is uh, how have you been able to structure your business to uh, allow for you to serve a, uh, more clients than you are when you got started? Yes. Okay. So what's working for me? Um, what's working for me is I think it's just like calendar management is one of the biggest things. And um, like I was saying earlier in my tip was like just creating a process for myself to follow as opposed to just like waking up and kind of just being scatterbrained. So having, um, having set things that I do every day of the week in certain times. And for me, it's hard because I'm like, I'm really just kind of like a spontaneous person. So I've had to really build discipline around what I'm working on at any given time. 
um, in making sure that I'm working on important things. Um, so for me, I, I, I have to do outreach. So I have um, certain times for outreach where I am either sending out um, follow-ups or I'm sending out emails. I do cold emails. I do outreach via LinkedIn. Um, and then I follow up with people who I have in my network. So I have specific times for outreach um, and and um, follow-ups. And what else? LinkedIn. So that is my personal primary platform right now um, that I am really like being more consistent with. So I've made a lot of great connects, connections on LinkedIn. Um, I found a lot of, um, a lot of my recent clients have come from LinkedIn um, and just those connections and the outreach that I've been doing on that platform. And, um, and then the networking at in-person and online events is another thing that's really working well. Okay. All right. Uh, briefly, can you just, uh, you mentioned LinkedIn and uh, for listeners out there listening to us, actually uh, the kind of people that you serve who are mainly creative entrepreneurs. So can you just give us a brief, uh, a, a brief uh, story or let's say a brief tip on how uh, you go about your LinkedIn reaching, uh, your LinkedIn outreach to get more clients, uh, just like you've mentioned. Yeah, so LinkedIn has some really great, great tools that you can use to search for um, people based on like uh, certain titles in their profile or certain things in their profile. So I have worked really hard to um, sort of optimize my profile. And before I didn't really include a lot of like details or I didn't have like a background photo or anything. Um, but I learned from a couple of women. One is Ashley Kirkwood. She is a great, um, a great coach who teaches women how to land six-figure speaking contracts. And then there is Liz J. Simpson. So those are two resources that if you are looking to um, really beef up your LinkedIn and serve more clients, definitely check out Liz and Ashley. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I learned to optimize my profile and I learned to um, utilize LinkedIn by searching for people's titles in their roles. And so for me, like if I'm looking to serve health coaches, I can go specifically to LinkedIn and search for health coaches. Um, I can sort them by people who are people who I have first degree connections with or second degree connections with. And, um, and reach out to people that way. And one of, the, um, one of the things that I really love to do when I do my outreach is use, utilize voice notes, voice messages. And that really gives a personal touch. Um, I'm all about like soulful outreach and soulful marketing. And it's, it, it's as simple as just being real and um, letting people hear your voice and get to know your personality. So I really like to use voice notes and sometimes I get a lot of nice responses like, oh, wow, like I never even knew that LinkedIn had voice notes. Or some people are like, thanks for the voice note. Like, that was really cool. Glad to hear your voice. Um, and so I, yeah, I've enjoyed connecting with people through LinkedIn and utilizing voice notes that way. Okay. All right. I think uh, this episode is uh, a lot of value bump out there. Thank you so much, Christine. Uh, the specific thing you mentioned about using voice notes, I never until now even remember that <laughs> LinkedIn has, has something called a voice note. And right now, after this, uh, recording this episode, I will surely go to LinkedIn and check that out. And I will surely be implementing that in my own business. And surely I would like to give you feedback uh, uh, after a while of doing that. Thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, for those uh, tips. It's very, very, very useful and very wonderful. So, uh, Christine, uh, before we get to the quick rant question where I get to uh, throw you some thought-provoking question, uh, I would like to ask you, what are the challenges that you have been facing uh, in your business and how, are you, how have you been able to overcome them or what exactly are you doing to try to overcome them? Yeah, I think for me, one of the challenges has been um, really like getting clear on um, who to serve at what specific time. And I kind of alluded to this earlier, whereas like when you want to work with a lot of different people and when you want to work in a lot of different ways, like there's so many things that you want to do, it can feel like you're being pulled in a lot of different directions. So the challenge for me that's ongoing is to know what I'm focusing on at what any given time, 
how much time to spend on my um, different ventures and like really like taking that time out to analyze, um, okay, what is the return on, you know, this audience, for example, what is the return on this offer? What is the potential risk and what is the potential reward to spend my time here versus here? So that's something that I am constantly kind of thinking through and tweaking and really trying to figure out as I like plan all of my weeks out. Um, it's just like that focus, like balancing the different interests that you have and the different groups that you want to serve, the different business models that you might have for different things. Um, so yeah, I would say that's probably my number one challenge right now. Okay. All right. So uh, let's transition straight into the uh, quick question round where I have to throw you some thought-provoking questions, then you get back to me with answers. So Christine, uh, should we fire on? Let's do it. Okay, cool. I love that. So uh, what is one book that you have read that has had a lot of impact in your business that you'd like to share with our audience? Yes. Okay. So I have read, um, this is a book. I've read so many books. So let me think about one real quick. Um, I would say this one book is called Story Genius. Um, and it's by Lisa Cron. And it's how to use brain science to go beyond outlining and write a riveting novel. Okay. So I'm a copywriter. I'm not necessarily looking to write a novel, but Story Genius really helps you um, understand people and understand how stories affect people's decisions and what makes um, a story more relatable, what makes a story more attractive to somebody. And as a copywriter and as a marketing specialist, you really have to utilize the power of story. So that book was really helpful for me in understanding like how to structure a story and how stories affect people's brains. And, you know, once you once you dive really deep into marketing, you understand that this is all about psychology and it's all about uh, human behavior and it's all about storytelling. So Story Genius was a really good book. Okay, listeners out there, uh, this is the first time that uh, I will be having this recommendation on this uh, podcast. And it's I believe it to be a very awesome book. Uh, Story Genius, How to Use Brain Science to Go Beyond Outlining and Write a Riveting Novel uh, mm -hmm. by... Uh, Lisa Cron, or if I get that right. So, uh, yeah. listeners, a link to the book that Christine just mentioned, you can get it uh, by heading straight to www.thesixfigureentrepreneur.com and just search for Christine on the search bar and the show note for this episode will pop right up with a link to uh, to this book and every other thing that Christine mentioned on this episode. Uh, so, Christine's still talking about book. If you had to write a book today, what would that book be about? Oh my gosh, my book would be about learning how to take risks and be more creative with your life. Um, creative risk-taking and resilience and just keeping going. Um, that's what my book would be about. It would be about like being adventurous and just really chasing your dreams and knowing how to take calculated risks, knowing how to be more of who you are and really just like following that inner voice. Okay. All right. So out of curiosity, what has stopped you from writing this beautiful book that you just mentioned? Um, wanting to do too much, honestly, like it's just like, there's always so, so many competing goals, you know, but I'm going to definitely write it soon at some point. Uh, I'm going to get started. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so what is one thing that you have done in your business that gave you a very big win? Um, systems. Honestly, like putting systems in place and writing things down in documents, like making sure that everything is documented, setting up processes and kind of doing that boring work that not everybody always talks about when you're talking about owning a business like you don't always hear oh create systems make sure you write these steps down make sure you create processes and documents but that has been a game changer for me um is just um making sure that everything is like written down making sure everything is clearly documented and having just like a system that I can follow or somebody on my team can follow and yeah that's that's been a game changer and I feel like that will be the reason that I'm able to keep growing my business is because I'm following the systems that we're putting in place 
Okay, all right. So what is one superpower do you think you've got that has contributed to your winning in business and in life? Yes, so my superpower is my ability to help others realize their superpower. Like I'm really good at letting people or getting people to understand what they're so good at and what their purpose is and being able to put the put the words around it um paint the picture about it like sometimes people work with me and they're like oh wow I didn't even know I was that good or I never even know how to say that before so that's one of my superpowers is like I can get you to realize the superpower that you never even knew you had Wow. So, you know, that's very interesting. Like your superpower is getting other people to uh, figure out their superpower. So I think uh, it's safe if I call you the super superpower. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Okay. All right. So you just talk about your superpower and surely as Iman and as entrepreneur, we surely have uh, what we are struggling with. So as an entrepreneur, as an individual, not as a, your business uh in this uh, point, as an entrepreneur, as a person, what area or what thing have you struggled with uh, a lot? Mm, as a person? Yes, and as an entrepreneur. Oh, okay. So one thing that I've struggled with is, um, so I'm a traveler. I love to travel the world. At one point, I was a digital nomad. And sometimes like I struggle with like, where should I be based? Like, where should I... Um, what you know where do I want to be that because we are environment can really affect you and have a big impact you know depending on where you are what does your space look like what does it look like directly outside when you step you know outside of your home um how much access do you have to certain things and those things can be as small as a coffee shop or they can be as big as a community like who are the people in your immediate community and so for me I definitely struggle with like where do I want to be you know just like physically and um in the world and where do I want to you know put my roots down where do I want to travel to how much time do I want to spend in one place um, so yeah, I think that that's it for me. Cause I can always see myself going somewhere new, but at the same time, like it's a struggle for me to always be on the move. So <laughs> that's hard for me to kind of figure out like where I want to be and for how long. Okay. I think that is uh, an interesting one because I, I bet it's many people listening to us right now would like to have that problem that you've, <laughs> that you've talked about because, uh, you know, I always like to say there are two types of problems in the world. There is a good problem and the bad problem. Right. You know, uh, a, good, a good problem is, oh, I've got too many clients and uh, I, I need more people to help me. I need to build a team. And a very horrible problem is, uh, you know what, I don't have clients. I don't, I'm not making money in my business. So I think life is just about choosing our own problem because at the end of the day, there will always be problem. Just like one of right. my professors <laughs> always like to say. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So outside of business, who are you? Outside of business, I am an adventurer. I am an explorer. I like to call myself an adventurista. Um, just somebody who is not afraid to take risks and put myself out there. At, in fact, I just got home from a trip to Morocco and I was doing all types of crazy stuff like zip lining and walking across like this little bridge in the mountains and doing ATV rides in the desert and you know anything that like gets the adrenaline pumping I love to do I love to kind of do that stuff that some people in my family think is crazy um so that's really who I am is like I am an adventure taker a fun haver I'm always going to be somebody who tries to see the bright side of life um even with all this crazy stuff going on right now and you know it's always been going on but I love to be optimistic and I love to just think about the possibilities in life and somebody who is going to keep going no matter what. Okay. All right. Thank Christine. So uh, right now, I would like to ask you, what is one thing you are working on right now that you are super excited about in your business? 
Yes. Okay. So one thing, and this is actually the same thing that I want to share with the audience, but I have something that I um, have recently started to offer and it's called the 15 step sales funnel check. And it is an audit. So if you are like a coach or a online service provider or an expert who's getting your message out there and you are confused about like writing your sales copy or how did your website look or what's not clicking? Like, why am I not seeing um, the, the messages? Why am I not seeing the clients reaching out? Why am I not seeing more people convert from my sales calls? Then guess what? I have an audit where I will audit any piece of your sales funnel, whether that is your website, whether that is your email sequence or your social media presence. And I can provide three of the most pressing suggestions for what you should kind of tweak to improve your messaging or improve your sales strategy. So this 15 step sales funnel check is um, a way for me to help you figure out how you can cut through the noise and articulate your brand message and market your business without feeling so overwhelmed. Um, and I am offering a mini version of this audit, completely free, complimentary to five of you listening to um, this episode. You can just reach out to me and I'll share the link. I'll share the specific link, um, you know, here in the show notes, but you can reach out to me and apply and I will take the first five qualified people who want to take advantage of this. Again, this is a complimentary offer. Um, you know, no obligation to continue services, but it's a way for me to help um, people like you who might be struggling with just like how to figure out your messaging, how to figure out your storytelling or your marketing strategy. Um, so you can figure out where are the missing pieces. And for me, I'm really excited about this specific offer because sometimes people really don't know like what they don't know. And so this is a way for me to help people who are like, oh, I never even knew that um, for example, I might have needed to get better at my storytelling, or I never even knew that um, this um, type of email sequence would help me in my business. So it's a way for me to kind of take that big picture view at everything that's going on in your marketing. And then I can dive in and pull out three specific things that can make a big impact that you can change and that you can use to help you like plug those gaps and start seeing more, um, more positive results in your messaging and in your business. Okay. All right. Can you just drop a link uh, where listeners out there can take advantage of what are the free complimentary click that you just mentioned? Absolutely. Yes. It's going to be at kristinnoel.com um, slash audit, but I have, um, I have kind of like a tracking link in there. So I'll share the specific, um, the specific link for you. Okay. All right. So last question before we say goodbye on this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast with Kristin. Uh, what is one question you wish I asked you that I didn't? Um, let's see. I wish that you asked me, um, hmm, good question. I wish you asked me what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, tell us, since you are the uh, go-to guy for anybody who wants to discover their superpower, so what, uh, what would you like to be? Uh, what's better super uh, superwoman would you like to be when you grow up? <laughs> what I want to be when I grow up is I want to be somebody who is a professional self-care person, a professional fun haver, somebody who is just the, the most free individual, the most themselves type of person. And essentially that's really why I got into business. I got into business to just be able to be more of me and to be less of that person who has to feel like, oh my gosh, another Monday, another day of work, another day not living my dreams. So that's what I do it for. Um, and I think understanding the why and understanding the motivations behind why people run business is super important. So for me, that's my why. My why is because when I grow up, I just want to be somebody who has fun, who enjoys themselves, and who is taking care of myself and enjoying all of the wonderful things that the world has to offer. Okay. All right. So uh, by the way, before 
uh, I asked the last and next question. Uh, your web, you have a very beautiful website. Uh, I just wanted to uh, say that before I uh, forgot. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. All right. So where can we connect with you and where can we find all the amazing things you have been creating out into the world? Yes. Okay. So my website is kristennoel.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N. N-O-E-L-L-E.com. And I'm also on LinkedIn um, at Kristen Noel Wiggins. And I'm also on Instagram. So my Instagram is kind of like just my personal page. I don't do a whole lot of business stuff on there anymore, but you can find me there at GetKrist, G-E-T-K-R-I-S-S-E-D. Okay. All right. Uh, for the past uh, 40 minutes or thereabouts, I've been having this awesome conversation with Kristen Noel and really I must say she has been a very great resource person on this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. She's given us what we can ask. Some people even pay for this kind of, uh, some people charge for this kind of information that Kristen just gave us on this episode. And I must say thank you so much to you, Kristen, for being my guest on the this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. Uh, thank you so much. And I appreciate everything that you have been doing. And we salute you for keeping that entrepreneurial fire burning. Thank you so much, Maya. I really appreciate your podcast and how helpful your interviews have been for me. Um, so I had to reach out and I appreciate you having me on here. It's been a great conversation. So keep doing what you're doing as well. All right. Yeah, that means a lot to me as well. Thanks so much for those uh, kind words. So listeners out there, you have it. Uh, this conversation is something that you need to listen to more than once. Repeat it and make sure you jot uh, something that you take note because a lot of things uh, that Kristen talked about on this episode, uh, if you implement it, I believe you have a lot of results uh, in your business. So uh, before I say goodbye on this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast, uh, head over straight to www.thesixfigureentrepreneur.com and just search for Kristen in the search bar and the show notes for this episode will pop right up with a link to the gift that uh, Kristen gave uh, listeners out there, like uh, the free complimentary uh, audit that she mentioned and a whole lot of other links that she mentioned uh, on this episode. So before I say goodbye, I always like to say, always keep the entrepreneurial fire burning and I will... Uh, be with you next time on another episode of the Six Week Entrepreneur Podcast. But until then, uh, keep doing fine. And always uh, remember that someone out there is waiting for that gift that only you have and what uh, that value that only you can give to the world. So catch you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. For more episodes and the show notes for this episode, visit www.thesixfigureentrepreneur.com. And I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes if this episode has been of value to you. See you next time on another episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. And until then, keep building and keep the entrepreneurial fire burning.